everyone, my name is Kira and I am part of the Big Country team. Today, with my co-host Gadi and Chris, we bring to you Big Country Discovery. On this channel, we explore blockchain technology, NFTs, cryptocurrency, and give you an insight into Big Country development. If you would like to stay tuned with weekly episodes, please give us a thumbs up, hit the bell for notifications, and don't forget to subscribe. For any new listeners who have never heard of BitCountry before, let me give you a brief introduction. BitCountry is building a platform that provides Metaverse as a service. It will host multiple individual Metaverses. Each of these individual Metaverses have been created by the users and are built by the community. It will be a platform where people can come to learn, earn, network, connect and grow. BitCountry's core value is to be united. We want to move together as one as we enter into this Web3 space. The platform will allow people to build with voxels and 3D objects without having any coding knowledge. BitCountry will bring the dream to life using NFTs and blockchain technology. On today's episode, we'll give you an update on the alpha testnet. We are also going to dive deep into some frequently asked questions which the community are continuously asking throughout this past week. We hope by answering your questions we will be able to help you improve your user experience on the Alpha Testnet and give you a little bit of a better understanding of some of our features. If you want to join us on this creative process, it's very easy. You just have to simply start. Go to our Testnet, log in, connect your Polkadot wallet and have a play. So to dive into the podcast, I think it's best that we start with describing a few of the new features that the Alpha Testnet has. So Chris, would you please like to take us through what is the Pioneer map? Sure, absolutely. Let me share my screen so I can explain a little bit more about it. So here I am in the main section or the main home menu of our website. To go to the Pioneer map, you just go to the section that says Pioneer map. Here you will be able to see what the Pioneer map is and technically here you will be able to see all the metaverse that have secured a spot in certain certain coordinates inside the map. Once you are here, you can scroll or actually zoom in and see what their current metaverse looks like, how many states, how many Raul and blocks and so on have been deployed in each metaverse. So it's a pretty cool feature just to explore all of the different metaverses that have been created, have been listed, and have secured a spot in the Pioneer map. Here you can see that we have some pinkish blocks compared to the other ones. This means that this color, or actually the blocks that have this pinkish color, are actually the ones that secure a spot in the Pioneer map. Here you can see the information about the metaverse. And if I click on the one that is like just like gray color, you can see that the spot is available yet uh, you will need to wait for the auction to, to, to take place so you can secure that spot. So yeah, here you can see different metaverses. You can click on it, you can check the details, you can go to the home page of that specific metaverse, check their map in more detail, go to their metaverse, go to the pulse section, which is actually a social kind of a social media section for each metaverse for, for each metaverse that the metaverse owners can use to uh, chat, share updates, uh, ask their community if they want them to see actually something interesting happening in the world and such things actually. Just the creativity will be uh, the limit for the post section uh, for each metaverse owner. And then just go to the, mar- to the local marketplace of these metaverse. So, yeah, I think that would be it for the Pioneer map. Uh, looking forward to the next question. 
Thanks, Chris. The Pioneer Map is an awesome place where people can just come in and start to navigate and research uh, different types of metaverses that are on our platform. It's a great starting point for uh, people to come in, uh, look at other people's metaverses and just get a little bit of inspiration of uh, what they could possibly do in their own metaverse once they create it. And also a little bit of a, a working block because you have to develop your metaverse and secure a spot on the Pioneer Map. So I think it's a little bit of encouragement for people to want to get in there and secure a spot and become more public in, in the Pioneer Map. Gadi, would you be able to show us some of the new wearables that the country team have been working on? Thanks, Kira, I'd love to. So I'll share my screen with you. Okay, so I'm just gonna head on over to the screen here. If you wanna look as flash as my avatar here, what you've gotta do is head over to craft nft and you can have a look at all the different wearables we've got we've got so many now it's amazing lots of selection so you can choose this awesome puffer jacket we've got um loads of different well these are some of the ones you might have seen before but we've got a vest that you can select now we've got different tees as well we've got this black tee for sporty look we've got different caps as well in blue and black and we have some leggings as well, some pants. I love these. I've got quite a few of these already. So we've got black and pink, gray, navy, and some high tops. You've got to have your high tops if you're going to rock it in the middle of this. So you've got these and some boots as well for the complete the sci-fi look. And something I would like to just bring your attention to is this element reference here on this side. I know a few people have asked us about it. And as of now, it's the concept. So the idea is that in the future, there will be elements that you won't be able to, you know, to craft with bits. You will have to get them through airdrops or some kind of transfer as well. So I would like to ask you, Chris, if you could just explain to us what the benefits of this element table would be in the future and why it's an interesting concept. Sure, so following Ray's vision, about the metaverse he wanted to give users that really want to dive deep into the metaverse experience to kind of replicate how we live in our real life everything you do everything you wear everything you use is made actually by elements right so we created this element table and to craft nfts you will need to craft them using elements you can just go as a traditional marketplace, main them and sell them in the marketplace. But we would like to encourage people actually to leave at least a small percentage for their collection to be craftable. Why? This will take away some power from the whales because everybody now complains like, okay, there is this whale, they see a nice collection, they buy everything, and then they start selling at a higher price. So we want people to have the same entry point than everybody else. So if you use elements, you have a bit more control as to who is going to be able to craft those specific NFTs. It can be a specific activity that they perform in the metaverse. It can be an event that they attend, somewhere in real life, an, attend, an event that you created or an AMA that you performed on Discord, on Telegram, or a Twitter space. And you just ask them, okay, to everybody that participate, go follow these instructions, you will get you will get airdrop these specific elements so you can craft this specific NFT. So this is my idea of the element uh, table and the idea of crafting 
this specific or limited edition or just a small percentage of NFTs from, from a specific collection that will have real utility in the metaverse. Awesome. Thanks, Christian. It always goes back to the utility, right? I've saved the best for last. It's our queso glasses. So we've got new glasses. You can rock it in the metaverse and your cyber wings. So you can really display your personality. There's something for everyone. And we are uploading new wearables. So check out our Twitter for the latest releases. They will be posted there first. So thank you. So one final feature that we want to share with you guys today, and we're very excited about it, is the Pulse page. Kira, can you please take the lead and tell us a bit more about it? Absolutely. I think Chris touched on it briefly just beforehand. I think what uh, I'll do for the people who would like to come in and view the um, podcast is I'll just show you what the Pulse page actually looks like. So if I click into here and I can start sharing my screen soon. Here I am on a Metaverse homepage. The Metaverse homepage is a place where you can give identity to your Metaverse. You can give it a name, you can give it a brief description, you can see how many people are following it. And this page, this homepage is public for anybody. So you can share it with any social media platform and people can come in and have a look, get familiar with what your Metaverse is providing without even having to log in onto the BitCountry platform. Every metaverse has a Pulse page. As Chris mentioned, it's kind of like the social media aspect of your metaverse. It's a place where you can come in and notify your fans and content creators of any sort of events or new releases, new building, new content, competitions, you name it. It's a place where the metaverse owner can really just connect and talk to their users and their fans. And it's a one-stop shop place where they can come in and log in and get an overview of what's happened in the metaverse and just be up to speed and not feel like they've left anything behind. The Metaverse owner, they can come in, share the information, and it's as easy as that. It's just another method of communicating through the Metaverse portal. I think that's our main new features that we have to share. We've got the Pulse page, we've got the Pioneer map and lots of new wearables. And I know that the team are definitely working on new voxels and also more wearables as we speak at the moment. So I'm just going to dive into our frequently asked questions. And to start off with, I would like to ask Gadi, how does somebody go about collecting near on our platform? Good question. Thanks, Kira. So um, NIR is our network utility token and um, you can currently obtain NIR through Discord. And once you sign up to our Discord, just go to the Alpha Testnet Faucet 3 type or a channel. And then in this channel, you will type exclamation mark drip, followed by your Polkadot wallet address. And we will share a link here to our user manual so you can follow the steps there. But it's as easy as that. There is a max amount of 200 near that can be claimed per day in future you'll be able to collect that directly from our test net so watch this space for future updates thanks gary so chris when somebody collects their near tokens and they log into the country platform for the first time what should they do where should they go it can be a little bit overwhelming because there's so many functions and features to explore but what would you recommend that somebody start with sure let me just share my screen again so i can guide the people that are watching this on YouTube through the process and what are these steps that I would personally recommend. So here we are in my screen. Let's connect my wallets. Here the UI will recommend all of the wallets that you have connected. I will just select this one. And once I logged in, here I can see the main website, the main UI. If I go to my wallet, I will see here that, or you can see here that I have some near tokens in my wallet, some BIT as well. But for those that 
just collect it near. My advice to you will be put them on the staking first, go to the material campaign. Once you're in the material campaign, click on the staking, click on the stake near, select the amount of near tokens that you want to select. I will recommend you not to stake the full 200 that you, that you just claimed, but leave, I don't know, like at least few near so you can buy some NFTs, pay actually for the transaction fees when you are exploring and doing different actions in the platform. After that, let's go back to my wallet section. If you want to already start learning what our platform looks like, uh, what are the things that you need to do when you want to start building on your world, if you don't have any BAT generated yet, my advice to you is go to the Sandpit. We have mentioned in previous episodes what the Sandpit is. It's just a section that you can use for testing purposes. You can start building here, but any changes won't be safe. Why? Because you are not burning any BAT to place anything in the world. Here I am in the Sandpit and I can just type actually on the R button on my on my keyboard. I can start checking all the blocks that I have available, checking all the objects, different tools that we have available, and start customizing the environment in the Sandpit. After you learn and master all the tools that we have available, then I think you will have already uh, some BIT that you can start using uh, to start placing things in the world. Things in the world. Thanks, Chris. I think that the sample is a great place for people to come and explore, get familiar with the controls, and it doesn't consume any tokens. You mentioned that when you go into the material campaign, you earn BIT, and I have a few, few questions about people understanding the difference between BIT and BIT spot. So, Gadi, would you like to go into detail? What is the difference between BIT and BIT spot, and why should you use BIT or BIT spot? Awesome, yeah, good question again. Um, so BIT is the in-game utility token of BitCountry. That is a fundamental material and energy source of BitCountry. Now, it's important to know that BIT can only be mined or burned. It can only be transferred. So users earn BIT through the material campaign. So that's where you'll head to earn BIT. Now, BIT is settled on our blockchain. It is perpetual. It is similar to cold storage. So it's highly secure and it is used for future on-chain activities such as decentralized exchanges users would accumulate bits and the, on the blockchain and then they'll convert it into bitspot now what is bitspot so bitspot is used for in metaverse transactions and this is held in a transactional on-platform account and that is what we use for transactions so uses of bitspot it's to mint nfts to place and remove 3d assets placing and removing props, also building and placing and removing voxels. And the, the great thing about BitSpot is there's no gas fee. So when you perform any of these BitSpot transactions, you won't be charged a gas fee. Now we also have more information about this in our user manual, so do check it out. We will post the link below. Back to you, Kira. Thank you, Gary. So another big question which I have, and it's a sort of a clarification I think that we need. So what is the difference between an estate and a raw land block? Would you like to clarify what's the benefit of each, what people should be looking to buy, and uh, yeah, the difference between an estate and a raw land block, please, Chris? Yep, sure. So let's start with the raw land block. A raw land block is composed by 100 land units, and each land unit is subdivided or actually it has a dimensions of 10 by 10 meters so the estates are actually kind of agrupation of these land units create an estate from just two land units all the way up to 100 land units i can share an example let me just get back to sharing my screen 
here you can see that there is one block that contains actually 100 land units. And here you can see that there is another one block that contains different states. So the idea here was to give users or metaverse owners the ability to do whatever they want. If they want to distribute land units to their users, it's fine. If they want to distribute the state so they have a bigger space that they can use to build, it's also fine. Or if they want to just build everything by themselves, they can just go with the Roland block and they can just start placing everything at once without any worries or any limitations that, uh, okay, I already built in this block. I cannot build because I reach already the border of the next block. So this is the main difference. If you are a user or if you are a person that wants to build your own metaverse, I would advise you to get a Roland block on the marketplace. If you are a user that wants to join a specific metaverse, you can go to the marketplace and search for states or land units in that specific metaverse you want to build. It's kind of the little differences that I will mention or that I should consider are the main differences between a raw land block or a land block and a land unit and an estate. Thanks, Chris. So just as an overview, if you want to sort of create your own individual metaverse, create that unique identity, you should be looking to purchase a raw land block and create to one entire estate. Whereas if you're looking for a community to join, to co-create, you can be looking for an estate and typically an estate should be a little bit cheaper than a raw land block, considering there's a lot less square meterage to an estate compared to an entire raw land block. On to the next question. Gaddy, a lot of the community asking, when is the token going to be list? Are you please able to give us a little bit of insight into when is this token going to be listed? Thanks, Kira. I know that is a burning question and um, the token transfers will be enabled on our mainnet once the token has true utility in our network. And this should happen after the team evaluates the scalability and the stability of our platform on the alpha testnet. And this is open. This is already open for everyone to join and test and provide their feedback. So once we've had all the feedback and we've been able to test the platform, we will look at listing the token. Watch the space. Thanks, Gadi. I'm sure there's a lot of people that have their eyes constantly on Twitter and Discord. We're getting the question a lot and I don't think it's going to cool down. Thank you for giving that little bit of insight into uh, where our company is coming from. At the, um, the front of our minds is protecting our community. So, Chris, I have a question. What is rank? What is rank? Do you mean rank on our Discord channel or rank on the material campaign? Mm, that's true. We do actually have two ranks. Um, how about you go about both? Sure. So Discord, let's start with Discord. The rank on Discord technically measures the activity that you perform uh, in Discord, actually. We have a feature that kind of measures uh, the amount of messages that you send, how long they have, how long they are, and how people typically react to them. If they like them, if they say thanks to it, and so on. This feature kind of gives you points, and the higher you rank, it means that you are pretty engaged with the community. I configure it to kind of exclude activity on certain channels like faucet or some channels that we technically don't want to measure activity because they are just like for reactions or voting or stuff like that so we want to measure engagement on 
important channels in our Discord. And yeah, we have used the ranks in the past uh, to do some uh, giveaways, to do some contests and so on. So my advice to everybody, if you are looking into taking part into some of our giveaways or some contests or maybe early access to some features, go to Discord, start creating some interactions that have a little bit of a meaning. Don't just go say good morning and disappear and the next day you come and say good morning again because the bot will typically ignore those messages. So go ask questions, answer people's questions, uh, create some friends, maybe create even clans with different people and maybe you can organize them to build specific metaverse uh, that is kind of alike to the ideal that you have for the perfect metaverse, so to speak. So that's rank on Discord. On the material campaign, the rank literally measures how much near you are staking in the platform at that specific time. So the more BAT, the higher your rank is going to be. So if you have rank number one, it means that you are the person that has most near in a stake. If you, uh, if you have a rank number 10, it means that there are 10 people above you and then it's you who have that rank, depending on the amount of, of near that, that you have. Hopefully it, it's pretty clear for the community and the people that are listening to us. Yeah, it was clear for me. Ranking on Discord is about community engagement, uh, answering questions and growing the community thoughtfully. And whereas rank on testnet is your staking ranking. <laughs> so yeah, very clear, thank you. Gadi, with staking, we also have another popular question. Can you please explain the redemption periods uh, of unstaking and staking near? I think before I start with the redemption period, I just want to carry on from what Chris mentioned about the, the bit allocation for staking. So the net, network bit allocation for staking is the amount of bit that is divided proportionally amongst all the stakers per round um, as a staking reward. And once you stake your near, so let's say you just sign in and you stake your NEO, you're not eligible for that round. So the bid allocation round will need to complete and you'll be eligible in the next round for your bid allocation. So I know we've had some questions pop up around that. So you'll have to wait for that round to finish and then the next round you will be included. Thank you, Gary. And it's so same for staking and unstaking. You must wait for the whole entire round to be complete before you become eligible. Chris, a question for you. Is BitCountry going to allow placing of NFTs in the marketplace from other Polkadot projects? At launch, we are planning only to have or give visibility to NFTs that were minted using our UI. Uh, the reason for that, last time I checked actually, it was that XCM was still not really friendly for NFTs, only for uh, regular tokens. But once XCM is compatible with NFTs, and once we start implementing XCM with different projects, different parachains, I think you will be able to teleport uh, different NFTs from different parachains and list them in our marketplace. Uh, yeah, so yeah, we're just waiting first for testing our technology, then for the feature to be fully enabled and compatible in a bi-directional way. And once it's working, we can start implementing and looking forward to seeing what 
other NFTs from other parachains are going to be transferred or teleported actually using XEM. So yeah. Well, sounds like an exciting roadmap ahead and also opening up the market opportunities to lots of different projects. So it's going to be exciting to see what growth happens. Over to you, Gadi, please. So how does somebody go about placing a 3D object in the metaverse? Awesome. Let me share my screen with you and take you through the process. Welcome to my metaverse. I'll show you how to place 3D assets. Now, first off, you'll need to mint the 3D assets as an NFT and then you'll come into your world and you'll press R to open the build menu. Click here to activate build mode. Okay, and then you'll click objects, NFTs, and I will select my little NFT here. It's a roaring tiger. Let's go and place it. So you can even just click and move it around. I'm happy with that. We can go here to advanced mode and you can get some more details. You can change the size you can change the orientation so i'll show you what that looks like i'm going to make him ginormous and you can also change the pitch so that will kind of change the angle that he's at but i think with this guy we just want to keep him straight so you can play around with pitch you and roll um, and maybe i'll show you with the tree in a minute what that looks like so i don't want to mess around with that too much i'm going to place him here i'll sign the transaction there he is my ginormous tiger okay now i think i should give him some trees because tigers do like trees to sleep under so i'm going to come here so again i'll go to r and then you can see here i've got to activate build mode let's do a low poly tree thanks alchemist for this tree i love it i'm going to make this tree a little bit smaller just so i could show you what that will look like if we play around with the pitch and the u but i could make it like the um the underworld and <laughs> the tree to the side um, so that will change the pitch it's totally turned around the U will kind of spin it around do you see here so you can kind of spin it around and see oh that looks better so I'll leave it like that and here the roll will just roll it to the other side so you can really have a play have a look at how you you want to set up your tree I think that looks pretty cool I'm going to keep it at this size and I'm going to say place. Now, one thing here, you can also enable collisions, but that would only work if the actual 3D object has that functionality. So you can either enable collisions or not. Um, and that means that you can either walk into it or walk through it. <laughs> so um, you can check out our user manual for more information on that. But I'm going to place my tree. I'll sign the transaction. And there you go. It's a beautiful, beautiful tree for my tiger. And that's, you can really have a play with this. That's how you place 3D props in the metaverse. It's super easy and you can totally get lost in this and create whatever you can imagine. It's really fun. So that's it from my side. Back to you, Kira. Thanks, Gary. Your metaverse is looking pretty cool and I can't wait to see what else you uh, place and grow in your metaverse. I've got the next question for Chris. How does somebody go about uploading custom voxels? BitCountry already has a few textures that we can use. However, if I want to create my own custom voxels, how do I go about this and what sort of files should I be using? So here I am in the Sandpit. I'm using Sandpit just for reference. As you can see, it's just an open canvas that you can use to build whatever you want without paying any VAT. So I will click on R, as Gary was mentioning, to enable the build mode. You will have the pre-Genesis pack or 
custom packs that we will uh, give our users when we, once we fully launch, but you can create your own. Here I have pack one with different textures that I have used for another uh, Metaverse project that we were playing with the uh, Metaverse Evangelist, but you can create your custom. Let's just name this one test. Once I go to test, I will click on create a, create a block. I can name it test. And I will have three different files that I, that I can upload. The Albedo file, the bump file, and the metallic file. I will talk about the first two. Why? Because the metallic file is still under research and development. And the team, the reason for this is that the team hasn't feel that there is a huge improvement uh, on adding on adding the metallic file to the boxes that you are creating. Once we migrate and integrate actually on real engine, that might be a different thing. Why? Because you are not limited by your browser, but you are going to be limited by the amount of resources uh, your computer has. So let's just go here. Let's click on choose file on the Albedo. I will go to the folder where my texture is going to be. So I want to upload this wooden texture. I will just open it. It's just like this. And I will show actually a difference how it looks like between using the three of them. So I confirm that I have the rights and appropriate licenses to use these assets. So I will just click on create. It's created successfully. Let's add another one, test two. I will use the same voxel. I will use the bump file. I confirm. I create. And then I will add the other one. Test. Okay. So now that I have the three of them, let's place them in the world. I will place one here. And let's use the second test. So technically, as you can see in the last one that I placed, there is a little bit of a texture looking compared to just a plain image that is here. So once you are here, you can place different voxels uh, by one, one by one. I know that few people were asking, it will take ages for me to build uh, something, just placing one by one. So you can actually do a bulk building placing multiple voxels here you only need to click the, pl the plus or minus keys on your keyboard to increase the amount of boxes that you want to place at once for example i have this one which is the biggest which is seven by seven so i zoom out and here i can change size five three two one so that's how you go about creating your own voxels and placing them in the world either one by one or in both. Over to you, Kira. Thanks, Chris. That is a little hack to know how to increase the size of your voxel placement. It will definitely speed up the building process for everybody rather than placing a single block every single time. Uh, when I discovered it, I was in awe of the new features. Next question, on Tigari. So how likely is it for somebody to set up a trading business premises in BitCountry? And if that is going to be possible, what sort of timeline are we looking at? Thanks, Kira. That is such a key question and one that um, I know the community have been wanting an answer to. Now, um, we have our July development update that has come out and we talk about 
Big Country being in the year one, and this is the year of laying the foundation. So the team have worked really hard for the past six months to take these ideas and have them ready for public delivery. And our testnet is an opportunity for people to see what we've worked, what we've created. They can test it out, they can try it. And the idea is that metaverse creators will come, they can start minting NFTs, they can trade them on our marketplace. They can already set up their business in the metaverse. They can take that Web2 idea and have them come to life in Web3. So the time is now to try it out, try it out, testnet, see how it will work. You know, it's all at your discretion how you want to use the platform to, to grow your business. The, the best thing about the testnet is this is an opportunity for you to showcase your product before we go live on the mainnet. So I invite everyone, if this is of, of interest to you, to go out, try it out, testnet, scope it out and give us feedback. Thanks, Gary, and also thank you, Chris. Thank you both for uh, working with me today to answer all of these questions, which will help our community understand our testnet, understand the possibilities of it, and hopefully improve their user experience. And I hope everybody has been able to pick up a new tip or hint or keyboard command or something that will make your whole entire journey of building and creating in the metaverse a lot more easy and user-friendly. Before we leave, I would like to remind you guys that we are currently running a competition at the moment. This competition is called the 100 Metaverse Projects Competition. To enter the project competition, all you have to do is simply log on to our testnet, create a metaverse and start to build. Invite your friends, family or community uh, to co-create with you and try to build the very best metaverse that you can. You can build using voxels, you can import 3D assets, you can place props, you can categorize it to whatever sort of theme that you want to create. There will be prizes for the competition. Big Country is giving prizes for first place right up through to 100th place. Places 1 to 10 will receive land blocks on our mainnet. So it's a pretty awesome prize and definitely worth going for. Thank you for joining Big Country Discovery this week. Don't forget to like, share and subscribe for the weekly updates. Until next time, thank you. Bye.